Thanks be to God indeed for the reading of God's holy word. Let us pray. Lord, by the power of your resurrection, inspire your servant now to proclaim your word and open our hearts, all of our hearts, to hear and to respond to your word. This we ask in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, the title of my message this morning is, He is not here. He has risen. The story is told that five-year-old Brian had a pivotal verse to recite in his church Easter program. His lines were, what I've chosen today as the title for this message. He is not here. He is risen, taken from Luke chapter 24, verse 6. Unfortunately, Brian could not remember what to say while he was on stage. So the director had to quietly whisper the words and the lines in his ears just to remind Brian. But unfortunately, the words got distorted. Brian then got to the stage and grabbed the microphone confidently and triumphantly shouted, He is not here. He is in prison. Well, Brian, that was on Saturday. Because according to the Apostles' Creed, we declare that Christ descended into the prison of darkness on Holy Saturday to set the captives free. But on Easter day, something else amazing happened. And we'll talk about that later on in the service as well. For those of us who came on the Good Friday prayer walk with the replica of the cross of Christ, you may remember that we passed by Wellington Barracks, which is just round the corner from here. As we walked past that barracks, this reminded me of the story of General Wellington. The story is told that in 1815, in the great decisive Napoleonic battle, General Wellington sent the great good news of his victory to England. The message sent was, Wellington defeated Napoleon at Waterloo. However, bad weather, bad weather interrupted the message. As a result, the people only got Wellington defeated. But when the fog cleared, when the network of the Wi-Fi was restored again, as we will say today in our own language, there was a huge celebration in England when the message came in full and it reads, Wellington defeated Napoleon at Waterloo. Friends, the same would have been true for those disciples, for Mary Magdalene and for the other Mary who accepted defeat because of what they saw on Good Friday. At the crucifixion of Christ, they could only see Christ defeated. They could only see Christ has died. They could only see an helpless Christ hanging on the cross with head down. But on Easter day, the fog cleared for them. The Wi-Fi was restored. The rest of the message came through, and it might have read... Christ defeated death. Christ defeated the grave. 
Christ defeated Satan because on the third day, the hymn writer says, up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foe. He arose a, a victory from the dark domain and he lives forevermore with a sense to reign. And he says, he arose, he arose, he arose, Christ arose. And you see, because of the way the story of the resurrection has been distorted over the years, just as the way the message was distorted in little Brian's ears, because of the way the Easter message has been distorted over the years, Paul the Apostle, this is why Paul the Apostle boldly declared these words to the church in Corinth, where fake news was spreading all over the place, false teachings and false doctrines about the resurrection of Jesus Christ was going on all around the place, Paul announced to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 54 to verse 56, death has been swallowed up in victory. You won't believe it, but believe it or not, one of my many jobs in the months is to hoover the carpet. And I do a pretty good job of it. But now and again, when I hoover the carpet, I imagine, and I was so, I'm so perplexed and amazed of how the hoover just sucks up all the mess, all the death on the floor. It just sucks it up and swallows it and put it into the belly of the hoover. So Paul gives us this imagery that death, has been sucked up, it has been swallowed up in the victory of Christ. And he continued to say, where, O oh death, is your victory? Come on, then, come on, death, where, O oh grave, is your sting? The sting, the pinch in death has been taken away through Christ's resurrection. Death has become, and I want you to keep this word in your heart, that death has now become a temporal separation for those who know the Lord, I can say with all conviction of certainty, standing upon the word of God, uh, that because Jesus died and rose again from the dead, uh, we shall reunite with our loved ones who have gone before us. Uh, we shall reunite again with our grandparents, uh, our sons and daughters, husbands and wives, friends and families who've gone before us because of what happened on Easter day. You and I have got the assurance that one day, we shall reunite with our loved ones. During a visit to a cemetery in John chapter 11, where Jesus raised a dead man named Lazarus, Jesus said to the people, and Jesus is saying those same words of assurance to us this morning. And I was amazed when I came in this morning and saw that those words are written up there. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he or she dies, he or she shall live again. What a life-changing revelation. Christ's resurrection was, and it is still, the world's best good news of all time. His resurrection has changed human history. And it has changed the lives and direction of many of us who believe in the resurrection of Christ today. And we can boldly say, like John Newton, that we once were lost, but now, because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, we can say we are found. And in that same passage, Paul continued to argue 
He said that without the resurrection, there would have been no Christianity. You and I wouldn't be here. There would have been no Great Hall. There would have been no Methodist Central Hall, Westminster, without what we celebrate today, the resurrection. This is why we ought to be excited about Easter Day, because Easter changes everything. He said without the resurrection, this preaching this morning, our faith would have been useless. But because Jesus died and rose... We, his followers, have a new hope. And that hope is expressed so beautifully in that lovely Easter song by Beale and Gloria Gaither. Because he leaves, I can face tomorrow. Because he leaves, all fear is gone. Because I know he owns the future. And life is worth a living not because of all the effort we make, not because we have prepared ourselves well, not because we have got all the box ticked for our future, but life is worth a living because Jesus lives. He lives in you and he lives in me. What an amazing revelation. In the Bible, which is the most reliable data about God and the resurrection, Matthew gave us this account of the story of the resurrection. He told us that after the Sabbath, at the dawn of the first day of the week, the Marys came to look for a dead and defeated Jesus. The horrors of Good Friday must have been on their minds, but we must admire these ladies. We must admire these women for their relentless devotion to Christ. They came to the grave with their own agenda, with a list of things to do at the graveside. They came to the graveside to do their own thing. The Gospel of Mark told us that they came with their spices to perform the royal rite for burial. They came to do what society requires for them. They came to do what the culture, what tradition prescribed to do for a dead king. Little did they know. Little did they know that God had a new and mandate for them and their spices will no longer be needed. Their new mandate was to be bearers of the good news uh, that Christ is risen. And to respond to this new mandate, they must put aside their own agenda. Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he laid aside his own agenda when he said, Not my will, Lord, but let your will be done. This is the challenge for us to consider on this Easter Sunday. And the challenge is how often... How often are we prepared to lay aside our own agenda and respond to the call of God? How often are we prepared to put aside our spices, to put aside the things we want to do, we want to achieve for His Spirit to anoint and to preserve us instead? Their spices were no longer needed. God has something better for them. God has something new for them. God has a new message for them. God has a new call for them. And God has got a better thing and a new thing for us as well when we obey him and when we respond to his message in obedience. The question is, what are you clinging on to that needs to be laid aside? What are you still hanging on to that needs to be put down so God can start a new chapter in your life. Today, it is possible for that new chapter to start right now. If only we will lay aside our own personal agenda and allow God to take the top spot in our hearts. 
golly, a uh, 22-year-old daughter now. The other day I texted her just to encourage her in the Lord, and I said to her, I hope God has still got the top spot in your heart. And she texted me back and said, yes, God has got the top spot, and you have got the second place. And I was excited about it. After two minutes, I got a text, can I have 20 pounds? <laughs> I said, I wish I didn't start this conversation. <laughs> can I have 20 pounds, please? You've got the second spot in my heart. <laughs> but what are we clinging on to? That we can lay aside and let God start with us today. Approaching the grave, the messenger of God said to these women, do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus Christ. Friends, God knows what you are looking for. God knows who you are looking for. He knows what you are desperately praying for. He knows what on your mind. He knows what in our hearts. He knows our needs. So he's saying to us, and I want you to hear his words today that says, do not be afraid, because if God is for us, who can be against us? No one, nothing can stand in our way, not even the huge stone rolled in front of the grave to prevent the women from going in. For these women, help was already in place before they got there. Their biggest challenge, the stone was already rolled away before they got there. What is your biggest challenge today? God can roll it to one side if you will put your trust in him. The stone was rolled away, not for Christ to get out of the grave, but for Mary and for you and I to see with our spiritual eyes that he is risen. And imagine that first Easter Sunday in the Jewish culture, women were not considered to be reliable witnesses. Yet God... God chose women as the first witness to the empty tomb. The first post-resurrection apostolic mandate and commission was given to these two ordinary women. Mary Magdalene, who had a dreadful past. We are told that Jesus drove out so many demons out of her. And the other Mary that Matthew referred to as the other Mary. Matthew could not even remember her surname. Ordinary people like you and me were given this huge responsibility. Perhaps you and I, we are the ordinary Marys today, not well known in our community, but God knows you. God has a plan for you, and that plan starts today, Easter Sunday, 2023. If only you will say to him, come on, Lord, I am ready. There is hope for us, the ordinary Marys, who have come seeking and looking for Christ today. There is a well-known proverb that says, do not judge a book by its cover. Don't write anybody off. If God can use a woman Jesus met at the water well, who had multiple broken relationships, if God can use Mary Magdalene with a dreadful past, if God can use Mary who was not even well known to the disciples. So Matthew said, the other Mary, God can use you. 
God can use me as ordinary as we are. So let us listen to the message given to these Marys. Uh, he is not here. He is risen. Come and see. Go and tell. Because the invitation to come and see and to go and tell is now extended to each and every one of us who are prepared to lay aside our own agenda and allow God to take the top spot in our hearts. For those of us who are ready to come and to see the empty tomb with our spiritual eyes and believe in our heart that Christ the Lord is risen today. It is only when we absorb this mysterious truth that we can hurriedly run with this message, run to tell those who are hiding in the graves of fear, those who are hiding behind the closed doors of intimidation, those who are hiding behind the closed doors of persecution. It is only when we absorb this truth that we can go and give them the hope that Jesus is alive again. This great mandate was given to these women because of their devotion. They came seeking Jesus, looking for Jesus. Why are you here today? Who are you seeking today? Who are you looking for today? Are you seeking Jesus like these women? He may not be where you expect him to be. He is not here, the women were told, but in obedience to the instructions of the angel. As they were on the way to go and tell the disciples, they encountered Jesus and they worshipped him. There may be some of us here who haven't encountered the risen Christ yet in our lives. Today is a brilliant opportunity. An opportunity for us to open our hearts to say with certainty that Jesus is alive and encounter him on this Easter Sunday 2023 right here at Methodist Central Hall, Westminster. And that becomes your testimony that on this day in this church, I encounter Jesus Christ. And you know what? After this service, I would love to join the prayer team that will be here praying for people, and if you wish to come forward to dedicate your life, to rededicate your life, to give your life to Jesus, please don't rush home. Today is a very significant day. Come forward and let's say that little prayer and plugged in again and switched on with God so that he becomes the one in the top spot in our hearts. Let me conclude this message. I conclude with these words. This is what Easter means to all of us. All of us who stumble now and again in the Christian journey. All of us who fail him daily. Those who deny him. Those of us who betray him. And those of us who love him and adore him. This is the message of Easter. A new dawn is here. The Easter egg is cracked open. It is time for a new start, a time for a new life, a time for a new hope, a new relationship in Christ. It is Easter day today. The fog has cleared. The full message has come through, and it reads, Christ is risen. Charles Wesley puts it this way. He says, love redeeming work, love's redeeming work is done. It is completed. And for this, we thankfully say, to God be the glory for the great things he has done, for opening the life gate of eternity so that each and every one of us can race through to get in.
because it is free for all who will believe in the risen Christ. Happy Easter to you all. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And let the church of God say a big amen. amen. We stand to sing. To God be the glory.